Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Cod Swallop. Good choice. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You might know me from the Tell Him Steve Day podcast and the I Sell Comics podcast. Listen, I love podcasting. I love talking, but what I really love doing is talking cod swallow. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay, <laughs> I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Cod Swallop podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Cod Swallop, right here, man. Welcome to this week's Talking Cod Swallop. God, it's nice to say that. I am Gemma. I am James. <laughs> and I'm back, everyone. Woohoo! Uh, I'm the voice that you were thinking, God, is he back? Is it him again? <laughs> you had that moment where you thought, hey, hang on, that's Gemma. That's fresh. That's new. James has been doing m- much of this, but we've kind of got used to hearing his voice when he's talking to other people. Will we get a wonderful break? Well, the answer is salty tadpoles, no. Because rather like, you know, when you're kidnapped and you end up with that wonderful syndrome where you identify with the kidnapper, you will identify and learn to love me. Oh, yes, you will. You, will, I will be your version of Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> oh, James, they love you. Yeah, they, they do. do. And sure. I love you. So that's the main thing. I don't really care. That's the main <laughs> no, thing. No, otherwise. Yeah, I love you too. Yeah. I'll, but, but I will say that for the two people who have unfolded me on Twitter, I don't know who you are. Uh, but likely Neeson, somehow I will find you and I will hunt you down and kill you or make you follow me again. Oh, of two people unfollowed you? Yeah. I, I mean, the reality is I have absolutely no idea who they are. I suspect they'll probably just follow me for a follow. The, yeah. my, I have no idea. It doesn't matter. It no. doesn't hurt too much. No. <laughs> what, I might, what I might do is I might unfollow you and see if you notice. <laughs> Like six months later, I go, I think you might have unfollowed me, Jim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not so sure. <laughs> no, like, never. Couldn't ever do that. I just couldn't be asked. That's the reason why. Not because I like you. <laughs> the, the strangest thing, though, the strangest thing is it seems to be the people who've unfollowed me. I, mm-hmm. I literally have no idea who they are, but I always think, is he going to be somebody that I, I kind of know or whatever that isn't following me? Or is it somebody you know who's like a celebrity that I've followed, who follows me, who's then unfollowed me? But Touchwood so far, the celebrities still follow me. So I, I have no idea. The people you would expect to not follow me are still following me, which is cool. I love it. I'll probably jinx myself now, but yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> well, absolutely. So there we go. You know, James only just dropped a couple of things on the floor there that you need to pick up. You know, the celebrities follow me. <laughs> well, yes. Yes. Well, we, you know, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Hey, you know, it's all good. It's all good. Yes, and rubbing shoulders with celebrities. I'll, I'll tell you who doesn't follow me that I'd really like to follow me. Go Brian on. Johnson. See, but he Brian, follows somebody but he follows somebody else in this conversation. He doesn't actually. He unfollowed <gasps> me. Oh I Brian. I know. Brian. But, you know. I'm I'm not really that worried. Do you know what I mean? 
<laughs> it's not the end of the world. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he. I, I don't know why. I don't know why he unfollowed me. But you know, maybe maybe he was just getting you know because obviously I do a lot of um, sharing of other people's stuff on that page as well. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, maybe he just got sick of seeing that or something. I don't know. You know. It, anyway. Thanks for bringing that up. You know, I'm really, you know. Painful memories, yeah. I I had Um, a car accident. I nearly died. And then you reminded me of Brian Johnson. (laughs) That's what I'm here for. You miss this kind of stuff. (laughs) I I was going... See, you laid the trap for me to make a car accident joke or comment, but I'm not going to do it because I'm not a nasty person. (laughs) Well, to be fair, I was going to say that, you know, it's... It, at first, it was really, really funny hearing all of the deer comments. And this episode is possibly going to be called Oh Deer. And for anybody who doesn't know, I will go into the story in a minute. But um, yeah, I did have to sort of politely suggest to a couple of people, you know, dear friends, um, being, yes, well, not yourself, really, because I, you know, like, <laughs> I was speaking to you about it. And then you said, Oh, my God, I can't believe I just did that. I'm so sorry. But, you yeah, know, I, I experienced it. I experienced a, a, a human emotion. Very strange. I know. Kind of made me feel I know. Unclean. I, I had to have several showers afterwards because I just felt dirty and wrong that I'd had a, a pleasant human emotion. I am just <laughs> going to interject because you were saying, Dear friends. So is that a is yeah. that a joke I can run with? <laughs> <laughs> All right, the puns end after this episode's finished. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm fine with it, and it does, you know, it has made me chuckle. Unfortunately, there's a couple of people that do take it a little bit too far, but you know, never mind. That's that's on them, not not other people really. But yeah, there was um, there was a couple of people that I sort of mentioned to because. Yeah, basically, just in case nobody, uh, in case people don't know, I'll jump into uh, why I've not been here for a while. That one evening I was driving back from Pool, which will mean nothing to literally nobody else <laughs> apart from me. And it was sort of like about 11.30 at night. And then a deer ran out in front of my car. Yeah, I had no time to break. I was doing 50 mile an hour. And well, actually, I was probably reducing down a little bit because it was coming up to a 40 zone. So I was just, you know, slowly going down a little bit. But yeah, this deer ran out in front of me and completely crushed my car. So yeah, it's been it's been a horrendous time, to be completely honest. Um, all of the airbags went off and it was... It was honestly, it was terrifying because, you know, I mean, I've said before, I hate the sound of balloons popping. So, you know, imagine having four or five, and actually it was six airbags around me because the two in the back went off as well, all exploding um, all at once. And, you know, like having the steering wheel sort of like all of a sudden there's a pillow in my face, you know, kind of thing. It was, it was horrendous. And it took me like a couple of minutes to kind of realise what happened, if you know what I mean. Because I was just, I think I was just in a state of shock. And I was just like, at, at that point, I wasn't worried about whether I'd got hurt. It was more the fact that I had killed the deer because I was so sad about that deer. Because I love animals and stuff. Yes, I eat them. But, you know, <laughs> I, you know, like I love animals so much, you know, and it was, it was so horrible to you know experience that and actually kill the animal and stuff like that but I uh I then kind of got my wits about me 
and uh, realised because basically the road that I was on was a real countryfied road so you didn't have any street lights it was pitch black because it was like 11 30 at night and I then thought oh crap I better put my hazard lights on and uh, did that and called the police as well because where I was it was a dangerous area and also the um you know, the road, I was sort of blocking the road and stuff like that. So if anybody came down the road quite fast, because again, it is a, a fast road, that they could have had an accident as well because of where my car was and I, I could have got further hurt and stuff like that. So, so yeah, so I called the police and, uh, yeah, very, very nice. I can't, I can't speak high enough of them, to be honest, because they literally came out to me and um they you know they they helped by moving my car i i couldn't because of the area again i couldn't get hold of anybody with regards to like insurance people at the time because the signal was so poor i was lucky that i was able to actually call the police and also the policeman actually gave me a lift home as well so they gave me a lift a good 40 minute drive back to home as well so I mean like I said I can't I can't falter them one bit they were you know they were so lovely there was they were fantastic um injuries wise I mean it's insignificant in some ways but uh the when the airbags went off I I was quite bad um burns on my fingers and yeah that was that was really bad I've still got the scars and that's like three weeks on almost, I think, or maybe four weeks on. I'm not even sure anymore. But yeah, I've still got the scars on my fingers from from the burns. Um, but the, I think the thing that I was most worried about was the fact that my hearing had gone, gone completely in my right ear. And it's... It, it was obviously because it was such a loud bang. I've sort of Googled it since it was... Um, I think it's like 170 decibels. Uh, and normally if you're in a crowd of people, it's like normally 100 and, uh, 120. So 170 right next to my ear was obviously very sort of detrimental, <laughs> really. Yeah, so I was really, really concerned about the fact that that had gone off and uh, my ear remained ringing, you know, like it's almost like, you know, when you're in a nightclub kind of thing and, uh, you know, when you've been too close to the speakers, your ear goes, you know, really loudly and horribly. Um, but since then, I've got this continuous buzzing in my ear. So I think I've got really, really bad tinnitus now. But the reason why I was worried about my hearing, um, other than obvious, the obvious, because I, you know, couldn't hear, <laughs> um, I was more worried about it with regards to the podcasting. So I was really, really anxious that I wouldn't be able to do like the editing and I wouldn't be able to record and things like that because it might affect me and stuff but uh yeah I touch wood very gently because the dog's on his own it seems to be okay it seems to have not affected me that way but yeah continuously buzzing so I might have to go and get that sort of checked out by um I think Boots does a hearing test or something like that so may have to go and get that sorted soon so but who knows hopefully hopefully it's not too bad and you know hopefully I can just like learn to live with it and stuff like that so but yeah so 
it's been a trauma. Um, I, I mean, it's safe to say that I'm extremely nervous when it comes to driving now. And I really, yeah, I, I had a hire car for a little while. And I think, you know, because it was a hire car, it wasn't my own car. I was quite nervous with regards to driving that as well. But I still haven't managed to drive on the road that uh, I had the accident. So I think I need to kind of get myself past that hopefully soon um but i'm not going to push myself either because i just need time i just need time to sort myself out basically so yeah so that's kind of ends the story of where i've been for the last few weeks <laughs> luckily we had some banked episodes didn't we james certainly did now i'd like to say most importantly the 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 the, the big thing on this is that you are in fact better you know you yeah. you, you didn't get killed you, you okay yeah. so the car get a bit you know your car got mangled beginning a new car however that's good but i reckon I, you know you talk about the damage to your hearing things like that mm. i clearly recognize the thing that worried you the most was not being able to hear my voice i mean i get it <laughs> i get it i dig it that'd be my my fear too yeah uh, but no the big important thing is that you are okay because obviously it's quite a it's a traumatic thing to have happened um yeah and I didn't real. I mean, I touch would have not had an airbag go off on me, but I didn't realize how much sort of, how, you know, understandably they've got to protect you, but I didn't realize sort of like how loud it would be. Naively, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Cause I, like I said, I did a little bit of Googling afterwards. Yeah. Just to sort of have a look to see how, you know, how loud they actually are. Yeah. And I was quite shocked by that as well. So, but yeah, going back to the deer, um, obviously the deer died so did my car so you know <laughs> um but if it was it was really lucky in the sense that it was either a female deer or it was a young deer mm-hmm. because it didn't have the you know like it wasn't a big antlers. deer that had the massive antlers because otherwise if if that had been the case it would have easily come through the windshield because the windshield was fine which was obviously brilliant yeah. and to be honest yeah i could have died um, if it had been bigger, mm-hmm. I could have definitely died. So, um, yeah. But on a positive, Jim, I wasn't in the car with you because I'd be there going, ice packs, venison, venison. <laughs> Do you know, I've had that comment a few times and not just from yourself. But um, <laughs> yeah, because um, I was speaking to, um, well, our mutual friend, Lucy, uh, Lucy Caton, and she jokingly said to me that, um, oh, yeah, one thing though, did you manage to take the deer home with you? And I was like, oh, I don't think. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think it the... works that way. Yeah. Uh, right, okay. Take two, because <laughs> we had a bit or of three. a technical difficulty. Two or three. It's one of the. We're, we're going with one of them anyway. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So, um, so for the salty tadpoles, because I can't be asked to explain, we did have a bit of a technical issue a second ago. For some reason, the system that I'm using did actually decide to um, pause the show rather than record the show. So, so that was fun. Clean feed hates us. <laughs> so, <laughs> damn so, you, clean feed. <laughs> yeah, damn you, <laughs> and damn you for last week's episode as well because you still kept that bloody. Oh. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Dre's like Dre will be listening about what the hell <laughs> yeah because uh yeah we i i found a way of being able to record because this um, clean feed is actually 
really good and it records um three well it records mine and james's audio separately which is obviously brilliant for me to work with if levels are higher and lower or whatever mm-hmm. um so anyway so there was, <laughs> i just yeah, just to explain there was a new way that i was um well there was a so you know i was able to do a trial run kind of thing and uh we, a beta test so to speak yeah yeah um but it actually put uh so it basically it was so that it could with well would record all three people's audio separately Anyway, <laughs> so I didn't realise that there was a watermark or a sound mark <laughs> on the audio. So it goes, bong, as you probably yep. heard last week. Yeah, There was a hell of a lot more than what was on that episode, <laughs> I have to tell you, because I painstakingly went through every single bit of audio and took them out. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> where did we get to? Yeah, all I can say is, is that we, you know, for free stuff, you know, come on, clean feet, come on. Yeah. Give us a free, give us a free thing, you know. Well, not free, but come on, don't charge us. She almost died for Christ's sake, you know. Come and say, have some sympathy, you know. Yeah. Send us the whatever, whatever version, you know, would cost money. Just you know, we'll, we'll, we'll pimp you, but you know, come on, Gemma almost died for Christ's sake, you know. Do, do it. Yeah. If not for me, for Gemma. <laughs> exactly. And if not for us, for the poor bloody salty tadpoles listening to it, going. Uh, am I in a room where they keep where they're serving dinner decently down the hall? <laughs> or there was a, there was a father clock, you know what they called um, a granddad a father, clock, a grandfather or clock <laughs> in the background. <laughs> oh, oh yeah! By the way, Christmas is coming. I really would like a grandfather clock. So if anyone wants to buy me one. <laughs> well, anyway, we got to because I've just listened back to the audio, so we got to the point where. Um, um, Lucy said that she was disappointed with me that I didn't take the the venison home with me. Yeah. I think that's where we got to. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have expected the police officers to put it in the boot of their car. So <laughs> to, to strap it to the roof. I mean, I, to strap it to the roof. I do understand though, venison, expensive cut of meat, you know, could have made yeah. a bit of money on the side, but. I'm not quite sure it works that way. It could be the same ruling as when you hit a pheasant, which is if you're in a car and you kill a pheasant, you've got to keep going. However, the car behind you, if you want to, can pick up the pheasant. I don't understand the whole legality of it, but that's the way it is. Yeah, that's that's the case for roadkill in general. So, um, yeah, it's not just pheasants and, yeah. So, well, as as far as I believe. but, But the interesting question then is, if someone had crept up behind you so to speak could they have taken the carcass of the deer if they wanted to i mean quite a few Ooh. people actually did go past and um yeah. they all checked what, they didn't help you the no bastards. no i was gonna say they did actually check to see if yeah. i was um was actually okay and i told them that i'd called the police so you know i was fine kind of in that point of view but you know even and i don't want to be stereotypical um but yeah that even like a a couple of chavy type lads Mm -hmm. you know even they sort of said oh my god are you okay you know so you know i can that's kind of proof that you shouldn't judge a book by its cover really isn't it yeah do you just have to be concerned by the guy who turns up with a hacksaw and starts dragging the deer away (laughs) well as long as the hacksaw wasn't for me that's all that matters (laughs) 
<laughs> there you go, people. This is why we need to start recording again. <laughs> mm, the really, the really weird, scary sick stuff's coming out of the conversation now. Yeah. It's when the where you get really scared is when you're on these nighttime lanes. The car turns up and it's a guy with a funny mask and a chainsaw. Yeah, that's when you have to get worried. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that's the wrong one, isn't it? No, that is definitely the wrong one. But, yeah, yeah. well, no, to be fair, I don't think Jason actually speaks, to my knowledge. In fact, can Jason drive a vehicle? That's a very good question. So people yeah. who they know on horror, salty tab bulls, um, or people from Reels and Heels who are listening to this, can Jason drive a car? I know Michael Myers, strangely, can. But Jason, bit unsure on that one. But either way, I mean, let's yeah. be honest, the situation, regardless of it, who of those it is, is not going to look good. <laughs> you know, you, you've got a chance that if the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Leatherface guy turns up, he may be after the venison, but more than likely, he isn't. And unfortunately, Gemma, you'd be the one, you know, hung up on a meat hook somewhere. What? I mean, you know, <laughs> so you've got I to go. <laughs> so, so this scenario now, um, I could have died. Yeah. Uh, genuinely could have died mm-hmm. if it had been a, like, a, a, well, either like I said or like I haven't said already. Yeah. <laughs> if the, no, no, leave them, don't tell them, just leave them guessing. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us why. So she could have died. Why? Well, no, she was in a dangerous car crash. You're going, well, as you know, if the other thing had happened, going, what other thing? What other thing? And just leave them hanging. <laughs> Tune in. And what we'll do is don't bother putting it into the next episode. Many, many like episodes from now, just to go, yeah, this is what it was. Keep them on, <laughs> keep them waiting, keep them when they least expect it. Episode like 500. Go, oh, yeah, this is the reason why. <laughs> it's a bit like, um, not completely, um, diverting to a different conversation now, but it's a bit like there's a, a stupid family, um, tradition, uh, as a, a kind of joke thing going on Mm -hmm. in my family on my mum's side so that's why it's absolutely bonkers Um, okay i'm (laughs) not going to disagree with you keep going (laughs) no and no it's definitely something that you can't disagree with so basically there's this uh so it's a thing that parents and grandparents do to obviously the the small children so and that sounded really dodgy didn't mean it like that but it uh yeah do you know when you <laughs> yeah. said that all i could think of was like when brian johnson says about you know, like an uncle that molests you <laughs> well i'm thinking oh no please don't go down this route <laughs> no only recently at work we were talking about christmas songs yeah and i was saying to one of my colleagues i said if you had real balls you'd be whistling you know rock and roll christmas by gary glitter <laughs> No, but he has to wuss out and whistle mud. Pussy. <laughs> Gary Glitter uh, is in a prison near me, just so you know. Yeah, really? Now, that's an interesting thing to know. Yeah. Because I was trying to work out, I said to them, my colleague said, is, is he in prison still? And I was, I'm mm-hmm. sure he was, but I didn't know he was in prison in this country. But anyway, we've digressed. <laughs> we've Come digressed, on back, digressed. It's not that we've digressed <laughs> from digressing from the original topic we were discussing. This is like we have become the inception of podcasts. <laughs> so the oh dear can mean so many things on this episode i have to say um but no oh dear oh dear yeah. just quickly gary glitter is at um the vernon uh, the vernon portland and also the place that my dad used to work so mm. not not the time when gary glitter was there but uh no uh my dad didn't want to be in his gang <laughs> no. i don't think i want to i mean i will honestly say i do like rock and roll part two I liked him. They used it in the Joker film, 
But yeah, it's a, it's a difficult thing, and we really have digressed of can you disassociate the art from the artist but that's one for another time as i said that'll be for about episode 600 that we suddenly bring that thing to the conversation so salty tadpoles you've got to keep tuned because at some point Gemma will tell you what almost killed her now the chances are i won't have a clue what she's talking about because it'll be that far on in the future and the conversation will start again so it will be inception the dream within a dream and going back to my family tradition thing as well <laughs> so Can I do, do, before you no. say salty t- hang on salty temples are still listening you have my respect hang on in there guys and gals <laughs> we're not sure if we've been recording for about 20 <laughs> minutes yet or if this is um just nine minutes or what <laughs> God. Definitely Inception. <laughs> Definitely Inception. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to tell you. Right. So yes. as grandparents and parents always say this saying to right. the younger members of the the family. So anybody under the age of 18, which will make sense in a second. So okay. they always say, what's round and brown all the year round? To, uh, uh, Christmas pudding? No. It's not all the year round, is it? Don't know it. Depends how much you really want that Christmas pudding. (laughs) 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 Illuminate me, tell me. No, I can't. Because the thing is, is that (laughs) I will tell you. But the thing is, you (laughs) tell me like 12 to 29 episodes time. (laughs) Well, actually, I might tell you in 18 episodes time. Do you know what? The reason why is because they always say that um, it's a follow up, you know, because obviously the young person sort of guesses like, I don't know, a poo, Mm -hmm. um, a potato, uh, you know, a Christmas pudding in your case, um, whatever. so yes, yeah, so, and they go, oh, I don't know, and then you just tell me, and they're like, well, we're going to tell you when you're eighteen, and it's like, ah. oh. So when your eighteenth birthday comes around, you're bitterly disappointed because you'll be waiting all this time <laughs> to find out what it is, and I'm going to tell you right now what it is, James. Okay. You are sitting on the edge of your seat. Why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this this is going to be the highlight of my year, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's a okay. potato. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, the more worrying thing is that yeah, I apologise for anyone I've offended with swearing. So I do know I've found out that some people who are, um, should we say, of more, more mature disposition, uh, listen to to us. Um, Who's that then? Just people of a more mature age that I know. I would just say okay. I'm very bit. I'm bitterly disappointed in that. And please pass that on to the family members <laughs> who've uh, told that that you know. I expected more. I expected a higher caliber of, uh, of weight. <laughs> and I mean, come Christmas, it's. I mean, just tell them you know. I'm dis. I'm not only disappointed in the in the in the the possible joke and the learning. I'm you know. I, I feel that they've let you know me down. Yeah. They've let you down, and most <laughs> important, they let themselves down. <laughs> they know that, don't they? Yeah, they they should. They should. They should yeah. know that already. So, but, um, yeah, hang their head in shame, basically. I know. You know if, they, if they're saying that on Christmas Day, they need to really think about what they're doing. Yeah, it's well, it's not Christmas Day. It's it's all year round. It's right, all year but, round up until yeah, the age no, of eighteen. No. But specifically, I want them to think, when they're sitting down to Christmas dinner, I want them to feel good about it. Oh, no. 
want to think <laughs> about the the sadness and the the depression. They bought only to me, but the other salty tadpoles. I mean, this is just this is bad stuff. Twenty twenty. We thought twenty twenty one was bad. Knowing that we now know the the answer to this riddle, twenty twenty two is looking like a real shit show. <laughs> I mean, it would have been better if it was a poo, wouldn't it? <laughs> it might have. Well, yeah, it might have been actually. I mean, it would have been a lot better as a Christmas pudding, but you know. I mean, anyway, yeah. emotionally, emotionally, I'm, I'm shattered. Yeah. So I think well, we need to move off this. I mean, yeah. well, no, it's going to. Oh. I was going to say just quickly before we do move yeah. off it, um, I think that it's uh, vitally important to say that don't forget that I. <laughs> from the age of let's say five <laughs> to the age of 18 i had to wait for the answer because <laughs> five you know i was probably playing the game along then uh so you know out of the two of us i think it's me you know you turn 18 you're illegal you're legally allowed to drink um mm -hmm. in this country anyway and mm -hmm. uh you can gamble you can smoke because you can do all that at 16 you know all mm -hmm. these things you can do all these amazing things and then you find out it's a fucking potato sorry for the listeners that doesn't like swearing but i i do apologize <laughs> i mean i would say that if you had been waiting from that young age to 18 yeah it uh uh, with, you know, and your family have, have, have impressed this riddle upon you as being so vitally important. Um, <laughs> it explains a lot, Gemma. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I don't want kids because I yeah. don't want to put them through this. <laughs> well, to be fair, see, I don't like kids. I don't want kids, but because I don't like children, I kind of almost want to have them to destroy any kind of like hope they've got by telling them this. In fact, <laughs> anyone I know has got kids. Do me a favor, tell them this and make them wait. And I want to, hopefully I'll still be around when they're 18. I want to see what it does to them. <laughs> I think what will, it'll be a bit like, you know, when you see the light in their eye, the hope that you have as a young person, as a child, when you think everything's going to be wonderful and great. And you, you, will you see the hope, the light go out their eyes? I don't know. It's a tough one. I think you probably will. I think this could be like the litmus test for like a psychopath. Will you make them wait that long? No. <laughs> so just to repeat for anybody who wants to play the game, it's yeah. what's round and brown all the year round. Okay. And the answer is a potato. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, James, how have you been? Well, uh, I mean, I was all right until I've been emotionally <laughs> destroyed by that, that, that information through that riddle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I thought I was having a bad week up to this point, you know, I've hit, the, I thought it was bad. I've hit the top of the Himalayas and now basically someone's cut my guide rope and pushed me off and I'm just hurtling towards the bottom at high speed. Um, uh, you know, no, uh, being, no, no, that it's just, that's an awful, again, they've let themselves down. It's awful. But, uh, <laughs> the, 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 uh, with me, yeah, things, I'm kind of back to doing work, not full time, but part, well, I'm almost out full time, but I'm doing it as a phase return. Um, I have had my third booster jabby thing for, for uh, the COVID and that's leave you a bit, blur, but you know, such yeah. is, um, and, you know, having, you know, things aren't going too bad. I was feeling all right until, you know, I questioned, you know, 
uh, you know, the, the reason to live after that riddle. But, you know, we'll try and move past that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody can move past it. It's amazing. No, it's terrible. It's, yeah. I eye rolled them, by the way. Nobody could see me, but I definitely <laughs> did an eye roll. <laughs> um, well, believe it or not, though, James, after all of my <laughs> moans and issues that I've just had, um, I still have got Codswallop this week. See, uh, <laughs> I couldn't ask you how you were because I was just trying to drink some coffee. So how are you this week after we discussed? <laughs> well, this I has mean- been, just before you say anything, this has been quite interesting because we've had recording failures yeah the terrible riddle and it is just terrible uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway this is quite an interesting one for the salty tadpoles and for us as the people recording it it is yeah oh i sounded a bit like a leprechaun then like the lucky charms oh. leprechaun oh hang on it is. <laughs> see you're not the redhead i expected with the irish accent <laughs> <laughs> well anyway i've been fine so you know like um we we uh have had 40 40 mile an hour winds so you know it's been yeah. uh a bit did you have any snow windy no you didn't have snow yeah we've had snow but it wasn't hasn't been too bad no no it's uh we don't tend to get snow very often so uh yeah and that's why we don't know what to do when it does snow it's like mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. stops <laughs> it's like i said to james i said are you actually going into work then? Because normally we just say we can't get in and then we just work from home or whatever. And you're like, and no, life doesn't yeah. stop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's to be fair, that's the kind of problem they have in Merseyside when it snows because they're not used to it because the coastal. So when it yeah. does snow, it's like, oh, chaos erupts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, but like I just said, believe it or not, after all of the crappy stuff that I've just been through, I have still got codswallop, so um, I don't know. Did you, did you want to have some codswallop first, or uh, shall I go first? Um, I, I'm going to let you go first. I can't really think of any codswallop off the top of my head, but maybe I will be influenced by your codswallop, and things will sprout forth in my memory. What's left of it? <laughs> well, mine is kind of like a jokey codswallop, really, more than anything else. Um, but you okay. know how much I hate with the giantest of passionists um coldplay i know you're not a fan <laughs> you know how much i hate them right mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> no i i absolutely despise coldplay and uh yeah if i go well, not coldplay coldplay's fine the band they're fine mm-hmm. chris martin don't like chris <laughs> martin anyway okay, yeah yeah so want to fly him to the moon so that he can you know go off and do something else and leave us all alone, you know, because he's so depressing, whatnot. Okay. Anyway, so my brother this year, who unfortunately does not have the same opinion as uh, I do about Coldplay, mm-hmm. asked me, well, I said to him, what would you like for Christmas? And he said, Coldplay's mm-hmm. got a new album. So okay. I had to go and spend £10 of my own money to buy him a stupid Coldplay album. <laughs> See, I'm going to guess that he really, really likes the potato riddle. Just yeah. gonna, just as a guess, I bet he thinks it's the greatest riddle known to man. <laughs> to be fair, um, I'm just gonna like backtrack on that a second. But actually, it's pretty cool that you know that is something that has sort of gone down in the generations. So from that side of things, I mean, it is really bitterly disappointed when you find out the answer. But it is actually really cool that it's gone through 
so many different generations to you know sort of carry it on and whatnot so from that point of view it's actually quite cool but again the answer is really lame so <laughs> and moving on um, <laughs> whatever you think it's yeah, impressive yeah. What, what i would say is um i do have a way of solving your coldplay cd problem right Wire wool. Wire wool. <laughs> what I was thinking of doing was taking the disc out and then just putting a note in there saying Coldplay sucks. <laughs> mm, I would say that and wire wool. I mean, the, the wire wool has a, 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 a an even more interesting situation because you'd see the note and you feel despondent. Yeah. But if you wire wool the CD and you put the CD in and play, uh, it'll totally be improved. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So um. So yeah. My my big brother making me spend money on um on a stupid Coldplay album. <laughs> so yeah, that's my cod swallop this week. Yeah. I must love him. That's all I have to say. What has been more upsetting? Hitting the deer and totaling the car or having to buy a Coldplay thing? Ooh. Actually, yeah. <laughs> That's actually a tough one, right? It is. This is one where you're going to have to sit and spend many, many evenings pondering this one. <laughs> so, have you got any Codswallop yet? or? Uh... Um, the only Codswallop is probably the more logical Codswallop, the, the one that seems to cause me the most annoyance. But it was actually kind of funny because it seems that everybody was trying to get into work and had exactly... Well, I've, not everybody, but people where I work were all trying to get in and experience the same problem. Mm-hmm. Annoyingly slow drivers. I know it's wet, people, but, you know, going, you know, the speed limit or slightly higher isn't going to kill you. You know, well, it, might, it might do, James. <laughs> I was unlikely. doing under the speed limit. Yeah. <laughs> but in the road conditions I could see this morning, very unlikely. But uh, you could have the last laugh because I overtook a van and it got me basically nowhere because I just got stuck in a row of traffic behind a slow moving driver. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Exactly. If that was me in the van, I'd have yeah. definitely been doing wanker signs as yeah. you were going. You, you know, past. they were probably sat. Be, they were probably behind me going, "Look at that tosser in the Audi." <laughs> I definitely would. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'd be um, yeah definitely doing those gestures at you. Yeah. So <laughs> thinks he's hot shit. Overtook us at high speed. He's got him nowhere. Tosser. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like I prefer wanker, but there you go. <laughs> I know I, I can't tell. Um, good. I'm a, I'm aware of you saying that somebody's offended by swearing. <laughs> yeah. And I since have done nothing but so I do apologise to whoever this mystery person is. Um, <laughs> it's not. Do, you, it, do, you, do it, you hear the filthy tongue that I have to work with? shocking i mean if i was joanne I would, this would be a hell of a lot worse well let's put it this was if it was me and joanne it'd be like you know, i was trying to edit out like you know does joanne swear a lot i don't know but yeah. certainly lots of innuendo but then that's why that's why we aren't um pg rated yeah. do you know what i mean PG. So. we wouldn't have a chance of getting to pg even if we tried <laughs> we wouldn't even with tosser james so. <laughs> no <laughs> even on our best think about it we ended up we went on a live broadcast now we didn't swear but we were still late with innuendo <laughs> <laughs> no to be fair we don't swear very often but no, sometimes passion comes out and yes. sometimes i mean i, I know mean, but i've sworn terribly in the past so yeah i can yeah. I, I i i know it's all we don't mean it we don't mean it in a nasty way we no mean it with love or something no. like that 
Yeah, I was going to say anything that's said on this podcast is meant as a joke. So yeah, people yes. need to uh, yes. understand that, and uh, hopefully, hopefully they'll get that. So it's all good. You stop whispering. <laughs> I can barely hear as it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> now, I would say what I would say is we love you all. Well, apart from Chris Martin and Lily Allen, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I even like Paul McCartney more. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, do you know why? Because Paul McCartney is talented and Chris Martin, I'm sorry. Paul McCartney was talented. <gasps> but See, I'm, I'm sorry, just, but have you yeah. I have to interrupt here. I have to yes. interrupt here. Have okay. you have you heard Meat Free Monday? I've heard of the concept. Is Have you heard song? the song? No. There you go then. <laughs> <laughs> See, this reminds me of something that uh, uh, it was once suggested that we could go out, uh, but obviously the the, the 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 distance and things, and if we ruined our yeah. friendship, it'd be awful. What would happen though? Here's the reality, uh, and you can tell this to the person who suggested it. What would happen? <laughs> You'd make some sort of comment against Paul McCartney. I'd make some sort of negative comment about something you liked, and they'd find both of us dead at the bottom of a lake somewhere. <laughs> That's why it's a bad idea. Or just at the bottom of the stairs because we couldn't be asked. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like misery, wouldn't it? But we'd both be dead. <laughs> and we could we could have a little sign on there say, please download Talking Cods Wallet <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> yeah, please download it now out in time for Sunday. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd just be a message to Joanne, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. She'd be like, I have no idea what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Joanne, please rate the episode out of five, not ten, underlined several times. <laughs> I think we'd survive a weekend together, though. Yes. Well, yeah. hopefully. It'd be pretty worried if we couldn't stand each other. <laughs> like, just a weekend. Yeah. Or maybe even a week. I might stretch it out to a week, but maybe a month might be pushing it. <laughs> oh, a, w- a month. Yeah, a month. It'd, yeah, I think we'd kill each other. Yeah. Or, or we just leave. <laughs> I think, well, you know, there, no, is the, actually, I, there is the option I, where we can just get up and just walk away. <laughs> I've taken it to the absolute end level, though. <laughs> Remember, I'm treating, this like, I'm treating this like levels of uh, Inception. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> spinning top, damn you, spin, spin. <laughs> Have you watched Inception recently or something? <laughs> no, but... Yes, from, oh yeah, I've mentioned it rather odd, but no, I haven't yeah. recently, no. <laughs> At least four or five times in this episode, so. <laughs> what can I say? I love that film. That'd be a good one. So you like Codswell Badge, so I'd love to yeah. do that as an episode. Yes, that would be fantastic. And I'm sure you can find a DC connection as well. I'm thinking about it. Leave it with me. Yeah. Well, yeah, I could... found one already. No, I found two. No, yeah, I definitely found one. Okay. Well, don't spoil it. No. <laughs> don't tell me right now basically <laughs> i might have found two i'll think about it yeah okay i found i have found two excellent right come okay because i think i can think of three one at least. i found three okay right we're moving on <laughs> <laughs> so actually have you watched anything recently um i've been watching rather religiously the shrink next door um okay. which is a, it's 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 interesting it's about a real life case of a shrink of the impact he has on his client's uh, life. It kind of like takes control of it. But and it, it's Paul Rudd and um, 
Who's the other chappy? Come on, he'll come to me. Uh, Will Ferrell. And obviously the pl- there is elements of comedy, but it's very much generally played straight. There's, it's, there's not too many laughs in it, but it's really good. It's quite hard to watch in parts, but it was good. And then I've, uh, you know, that's the general thing I've watched sort of the most. Um, film-wise, there's a review in the offing uh, uh, of Joanne and I going to do of a film I watched it, uh, recently that I, I think we've come out from different angles. And uh, the, since we last spoke, the big film I watched was, well, I watched No Time to Die, uh, but I also watched Ghostbusters, which I know you've seen as well. I have now, yes. And I spent most of Ghostbusters crying. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely can. Um, I definitely can realise. Obviously, with regards to that, I think, I think we should discuss a little bit of uh, yeah. Ghostbusters because it's been out for quite a while now. So, yeah. um, but we'll try not to spoil it as much as possible. Yeah. So, I, I think I managed crying in like five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I honestly do. I think yeah. it was like in the first few minutes. I was like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> no, I absolutely loved that film. It was so amazing, honestly. And mm. I thought it was like a perfect follow-on as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um yeah, there was I mean there's this guy, I can't even remember his name. Um I I've got no respect for the guy anyway, <laughs> but he's done this really negative review on YouTube about it, and he's literally the first person I've heard anyone have a negative review about it. But then he also said that he preferred, he liked the um, female version, so yeah, I'm not going to listen to him. <laughs> is, is it is it an actual guy who, is it a proper reviewer or just a YouTube guy? Um, I think he's actually a re- an actual reviewer. I think his name's Mark something. Mark Commode, yes. Yeah. Mark Commode, it's been interesting. Yeah, Mark Commode is a BBC, yeah, he does stuff for the BBC for it, but he gave it quite a scathing review. Mm. He also took a shot to the original film saying it wasn't as good as uh, people thought. And yeah, he, he sort of saying that the, the reboot version wasn't too bad. I mean, everyone's entitled to the view of a film but what was interesting is the actual fans went after him and asked yeah. him to sort of like reconsider it and i think he still slagged it off <laughs> <laughs> which is good because the thing is it is a fan film you yeah. know what i mean and and that is because it's got such a high following behind it mm-hmm. that um i think high following is probably not the right you know right wording there but you know whatever um yeah, and yeah, and this guy, I didn't even watch the whole interview because I was just like, nah, you're all right. As soon as I got to the point where he said that he liked the female version and he thought that that was really funny, I was like, I'm turning this off right now. <laughs> it was, I mean, it's an interesting thing that you kind of said because some people, uh, there will be people who didn't like the, you know, Ghostbusters Afterlife, mm. and that's a, a fair do. But when I was on uh, Bantaflix discussing the House of Gucci, the point that Jim made was interesting, and I can't remember if he made the recording or not, but we were talking about the Ghostbusters life and the emotional reaction I had to it, and he made an interesting observation, which is he said, is it made the way, has it been made the way it has to get that emotional reaction from fans? Now, I could see what he meant. I don't think it's just that way. But I'm going to be honest, before I went to see Ghostbusters Afterlife, I kept saying to people, temper your expectations. Because my view is, I thought it is not, I thought there's a real risk that this is not going to be a good film. It's going to be a disappointment to people. 
I was right on certain elements of when I was talking about the original people being in it, the level they were in it. But I was, yeah, it met all my expectations and it was a fan service film. So the concern I had is that people I know who are Ghostbusters fans are really dedicated fans. And if it had been awful, it would have absolutely destroyed them. But it, you know, it, I feel it was a really good film, and it's one of the it's one of the first films in a long, long time. After I watched it, I went straight onto Amazon to try and find out when I could get the Blu-ray. I was that impressed by it. So, yeah, I mean, I loved it as a film, but I think there is the, it's probably true there is an element that it was used as a fan service film. What's your sort of view on that? Yeah, I thought I thought it was incredible. To be completely honest. I think the girl, I, I actually don't know the actors, the actors and actresses' names, but, you know, I think, um, you know, like if, if anybody sort of like came into the film sort of watching it kind of, you know, not wondering, not knowing who the family were, because it wasn't, you know, they, they weren't saying who they were at first, was That's it? That's correct. You yeah. didn't get their surname, yeah. but you knew from the young girl yeah. whose family they were. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And obviously, because, um, you know, like it, it was Spengler, wasn't it? Is that it the was the Spengler family, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just couldn't remember if I pronounced it right. I knew that that was the character, but you know, like obviously he'd uh, he'd pa- the actual actor has passed away. So. Harold Ramis, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm not very it's good with right. names today. It's all good. Yeah, it was such a heartwarming film. It was so amazing, mm. and um, I think well, I know this guy's name, Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, only because I'm you know I like Stranger Things and stuff like that. His character seemed a little bit like a drip, to be honest. Mm. So yeah, I wasn't, yeah. I didn't have that connection with his character, to be honest. That's not necessarily a reflection on him as an actor, but you know, it, but then I suppose he was being a teenage boy and, mm-hmm. and you know, most teenage boys are drips, aren't they? So, <laughs> um, you know, most, not all. It's been, a lo- it's been a long time since I was a teenager, unfortunately, so I honestly can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how the town just accepted that there was an earthquake every, every day at a certain time. <laughs> Um, I wonder, I mean, yeah, it does seem odd, but I wonder if that's maybe a bit of an American thing, fault lines and things that you kind of do just get used to it. Um, To our American listeners, please correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, get in touch. Certainly with Afterlife, yeah, I I can't fault it. I really enjoyed it. Um, The only thing that I really am concerned about is if they make another one, because I almost feel it. It would be better not to, because you'll dilute the brand. Yeah. That's a real worry I have if they make another one. it's They could have ended it, I think, with Afterlife, and it'd be great. It meets the expectations. And the thing I would say, like, the Ghostbusters people who are fans I know, are, as I was saying, really dedicated. So Ghostbusters, to me, does mean a lot, because I got to meet people that I would ordinarily have never met who are real big fans of it who I've stayed friends with from events which in turn where it means I think the big emotional impact of the film of probably why I spent like 95% to probably let's be honest with myself 98% of the film sobbing is because it gives you a lift back to your childhood so that's probably the big the big thing for me is and then again the Ghostbusters thing for me is I've got to speak to people who've been involved with it so to me it's always a really interesting sort of a thing a dynamic and yeah i'm just glad it worked out as a film to be honest yeah yeah me too and um yeah i mean it was so i mean towards the end um again anybody who hasn't seen this i'm not going to spoil it but you know there's like um it, there's a connection <laughs> it's really hard <laughs> it is yeah um there's obviously a ghost that is welcomed 
Let's put it that way. And, yes. Uh, Ooh, he good, makes... good way of putting it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, he, it, they. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll call it a he. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, but yeah, it's kind of like a moment where, you know, like everybody manages to connect with the ghost that is wanted and it's so like i can see why you know because i know james and also the same for ian as well that you know like every well most people i've heard from have sort of said that they you know were burst into tears at that time because i knew that something sad was going to happen i didn't personally cry but I literally had all the feels. Do you know what I mean? I had yes. all the, yeah. I had goosebumps on top of goosebumps and it wasn't just because the cinema was cold. It was, um, <laughs> it was insane. You know, like it was such a heartwarming, touching moment. And it's something that you really want to happen oh, in yeah. real life as well, isn't it? So if you were sat with me, you'd be like, yeah, we've lost him. <laughs> He's yeah. gone. I tell you what would be interesting to know because most of the people I know who've seen it, who are, as I said, Ghostbusters fans and I think I said this when I was trying to I was doing the clean up the town interview they're amongst the most I have they astound me on the dedication because I've met Star Trek fans who I thought were dedicated but these are people who they do the costumes to a level of accuracy that is just it blows your mind you know the the, the packs the whole thing I'm still in awe of them the ones that I've met and I'd be interested to know the general consensus I've seen of the fans who were like the proper Ghostbusters fans has been that it, they cried, they, they, they wept yeah. throughout it. But I'd be interested to know, I mean, because on the fans I've seen a, a gender makes above men and women, but have more men cried than women? Now that interests me, and yeah. I bet it could be more men. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I could. Uh, I can see that as well, but... I think, like I said, I think I would have probably cried if I wasn't mm-hmm. kind of... If you'd not, yeah. Yeah, if I hadn't have been informed that something sad had happened, you know. Because it's right. like when I watch a horror film, it's very mm-hmm. rare that a horror film will scare me because... I'm um, sorry, scare me. <laughs> I just heard, I just caught how I spoke then. Um, but no, it's very rare anyway that, you know, anything will scare me to a point because... Like I'm always listening out for the the music to change, and I'm always yes. um, I'm always sort of on guard for that thing to sort of jump out at me. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's still films that do scare me, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why I watch horror films, you know, for that scare. But um, you know that yeah, I'm always on guard. So I suppose in the sense that it would probably have been the same for uh, for this one as well. So, but yeah, I definitely, if I was giving it out of five, it would have got a four. Yeah, I want to know, I want Joanne to watch it so she can tell me what she'd give it out of ten. Um, yeah, she but... give it four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love you, Joanne. We love you. you know that. <laughs> no, uh, but an interesting point you just made was you talk about the music. And I think that's the other thing yeah. that emotionally sets you off because you have the emotional link. Because I'm not giving it, well, I'm kind of giving away, but the you, I mean, it's a different compo, a different musician, but they use the pretty much the original score yeah. within the film, and that astounding because you don't see that a lot yeah. on sequels, so they use the exact same stuff. But yeah, love that. And that's another thing I think that sets you, sets you off a bit. Yeah. And also some really cool Easter eggs as well, wasn't there? So Very know, like, good Easter eggs. Um, one related to like, you know, marshmallows. <laughs> that's true. Um, <laughs> One uh, related to to uh, book stacking uh, was certainly yeah. within there. Uh, I did like just going back to my uh, my uh, celluloid codswallop, um, uh, you know, 
uh, I was going to say, yeah, co-host on that section, yeah. my mistress. Um, I would just like to point out that when I mentioned to both you and Joanne that you need to bring tissues, you understood I meant from an official point standpoint. <laughs> she suggested I was knocking one off in the cinema. So. <laughs> I mean, it could have been a 50-50 chance of that, though, James. That's true. But I enjoyed it that much. <laughs> Avert your eyes, people. I love this film that much. So a mixture of sobbing and doing that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like salty either way, isn't it? <laughs> people there were getting very mixed emotions from this man. <laughs> You're crying and that's the lube. <laughs> 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 but no yeah definitely i did really enjoy that film so uh mm-hmm. yeah i think you know i i definitely will be uh going out and buying that when it comes out so i'm not going to go to the cinema again to watch it but it just happened to be because i had to, you know having to get public transport at the moment so happened to be in town it was literally just about to start so i was like right i'm going in how busy was it it wasn't at all that's in see that's the thing you've also seen in other it's done well financially but you've seen lots yeah. of shots of cinema of cinemas that are not that full yeah and that surprises me i suppose also because it was it was a daytime um ah, show yeah. but also it's kind of like the rush would have been at the very beginning as well wouldn't it that's so, true yeah i mean the the thing that i found really it, there was it's very strange on the way it was released though to a lot of cinemas in the uk because i kept looking to try and watch it at the view and they were just it, their release pattern was weird as hell okay. they just didn't release it for like everyone else was like releasing it quite in advance so people could book and it was selling well mm-hmm. but the view released it like on weird sporadic very late release point but it's interesting because i always like if a big film's coming out i always like to have a look at the booking at cinema to see how well it's doing yeah so the one i always always herald back to is when batman versus superman came out because i was at a showing of the man of steel beforehand the day mm-hmm. before uh so i hit the midnight release and the cinema was packed I've never seen anything like every floor that the people, you know, still like a three level cinema. The people were full on the escalators. It was crazy. And then jump forward to when Ghostbusters, um, answer the call came out. It was dead. Yeah. I, I remember looking and this is no disservice to people who are involved to the film. Some people like it. Some people don't, but it was just, there was no one booking it. No. And I've never ever seen stuff like empty before. They were just like, there was no one there. No, there was no interest in it at all. Yeah. And they had like showings on all over the show, but people just didn't go to it. And obviously that's, that's why it failed so badly. Well, I mean it, yeah, but also it failed so badly because it was, it was crap. <laughs> and it's a shame because actually the actresses, yeah. they're actually really, really talented. And they're, you know, funny comedians for the most part as well. Um, so it's actually shocking that it didn't work. But then that kind of shows how maybe the script wasn't that great. So, Well, I, I will say Mr. and Mrs. Slimer were wonderful in it. Um, yes, of course. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think part of the pro- I remember when the trailer came out to Ghostbusters uh, Answer the Call, I was I wat- sat down and watched the trailer with my dad and just said, what do you reckon? And he, his comment was pretty much the nail on the head, really. He just said, well, I wouldn't want to do Ghostbusters. He goes, I won't want to even touch it. He goes, yeah. to try and follow that with something else. So I th- we have to, 
a lot of people said in reviews we have to thank Ghostbusters uh, Answer the Call for not being successful because we wouldn't have got Ghostbusters Afterlife. And there is some truth to that. You've got to have some stumbles before you can have, you know, soaring success, as they say. So it all it all works out in the in the in the end. Yeah, that's definitely true. And also I think that the fact that it's um it kind of was like very family minded yeah. within the yeah. film. Yeah. But also because there's that family connection of, you know, like the people who have directed it, you know what I mean, and written it and stuff. The Ryman's, like yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So um yeah, I think yeah, that was hammered home you know in the in the actual yeah. film and stuff so definitely, yeah i definitely preferred it to no time to die um not seen that one so i rewatched no time to die i liked it more the second time but i yeah it doesn't feel very bond like to me but we're straying into other territory so yeah i've never really been a bond fan so i don't really know much about that one sorry can't really uh interject right. very much with yeah. that one so sorry it's all good it's all good <laughs> um the other thing that i've been watching other than mm-hmm. my usual american horror story because that that was a new series that came out of that i love 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 that program so mm-hmm. i you know i will always watch it not always do i love every version of it but uh you know for the most part, I do. After I was watching it, there was this recommendation to watch another program called The Strain, which is on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, you mentioned that, I think, didn't you? Yeah, 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 I did. I mentioned it to you. And it is so good. If you like horror and supernatural mm-hmm. type things, it's got Sean Astin in it. Y- yeah, uh, Goonies. Yeah, yep. Goonies. Yeah, from the Goonies. Yeah. Um, wasn't... Oh, I did find the information but then it just disappeared so there we go oh it's got david bradley in it so i don't know if you know who that is is he english yes he is english he's been in doctor who he's been in game of thrones um he's been in harry potter which is where i recognized him from and he's also um he's also in hot fuzz as well yep oh yeah i re- i've just took his picture up yeah he played the he did like a version of playing patrick I think it's Patrick Tran the first Doctor. If I'm wrong, don't go after me, Uvians. Um, <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, yeah, but he's very good. I like David Bradley. I, uh, the first thing I remember him from is, I think he was in a uh, television version of Our Mutual Friend. Yes, in uh, the 90s. He was, yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. I like David Bradley. He's good. Yeah. Oh, it's got um, Rupert Penry Jones as well. He's got your. Yeah. He's got your twin. Your double. The in. guy. The guy who, when I cut all my hair off, I've been told I look like. Yeah. And just to <laughs> to, to level up, it's William Hartnell. So don't go after me. You. Bad enough when you're attacking me on Twitter over a dot two comment. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I won't let anyone go after you, no. James. But anyway, so no. this is um this is really really cool. And um, mm-hmm. it's got. So basically what happens at the, you know, this is kind of first episode, so I'm not really spoiling much, to be honest. Um, but I'll just, you know, not carry on with the, the, you know, description of it. But there's this, um, aeroplane, which is mm-hmm. carrying something and, uh, they don't know what it is that they're carrying. It's kind of halfway through the stewardesses are, are saying that, you know, there seems to be a problem down down below you know where all the storage and stuff is not down below in the dodgy sense and um yeah so there's this box that's been added onto the the plane mm-hmm. 
and it's been put on there by the government, so it's not a listed item. Ooh. All of a sudden, uh, you know, so like chaos kind of happens up in the air, but all of a sudden then the plane is on the runway and it's cold. Ah. So it's cold as in like it's not it's not flown anywhere or it's landed, but it's been there for ages, you know, kind of thing. So yes, yeah, so then obviously they have to get the... Um, they have to get a company in that are, um, you know, sort of like investigate diseases and stuff like that. They have technical names, but I, I can't remember what it was. So they, they all, you know, suit up and stuff like that, you know, put hazard gear on and stuff like that. Go onto the plane and uh, find that all of the passengers are dead. Literally everybody The you know, there's, um, you know, the pilots and every, everybody who was on that plane is dead. But as they're sort of investigating, four of those people come alive again. Ah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But they're actually alive. So they're not, you know. Oh, right. Alive properly. They're properly alive. I like it. Sounds interesting. are they? (laughs) Bloody hell. See, I'm going to, I have seen this. I think it it doesn't, it's not on now, is it? It's an old series. So I'm going to have to have a dig, a look for it. Yeah. Yeah, it is an older series. Basically, it's kind of like following on the story. So there's one person who is, um, let's say it's in New York City. I can't remember. Most disasters happen in New York City, so it's probably there. Um, You know, (laughs) Um, so basically it's like they, this company, you know, the health and safety people think that it's a virus Mm -hmm. because there's like all these like worm type things underneath the skin. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> but also all of the people that are dead come alive and they all return home. So it's like everybody's infected, everyone who's been infected by this thing that they need to go and visit the families. So I've got to the point where they're visiting the, the families and they're actually, you know, off with their heads, so to speak, you know, and burning the houses yep. down and stuff. I think. I'm going to have to have a look for this because this just sounds so weird. Yeah, I'm going to have a look for this. It is. It is absolutely fantastic. And um, it's all because of a rich person who needs a kidney transplant. You know, that's the reason. Yeah. Yeah. I That's like the, the sound of this. This sounds good. Yeah. It was interesting when you also mentioned American Horror Story. I was also, what I did finish watching was the American Crime Story. Oh, yeah. Uh, run because they did them about OJ and. Oh God! Who there's just a second one they did that I never I never got to the end of that I keep promising myself I'll watch, which was about um, Versace killing of Versace, uh, oh, yeah. but this one was about um, Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton, and okay. it's yep. very interesting stuff. Very interesting and very well acted actually as well. And unsurprisingly, Sarah Paulson was in it. Shock horror! Uh, she's amazing. <laughs> I absolutely love her. <laughs> you wouldn't recognise her in this. Yeah. Uh, you know, they did an amazing job making her look like Linda Tripp. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. She is such a versatile actress or mm. actor. I don't know what the political term is now, but, you know, like what we're supposed to call them and stuff. But, yeah, it's like literally like the latest American Horror Story. It, Like you said, she doesn't, you know, like, I know you're not referring to that, but she no. doesn't no, look no. like. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's had so many different roles within this uh, within this series. Like, if she's wow. not in it, it's going to be so sad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. She's one of my favourite actresses now, definitely. She's incredibly good. I've yet to see anything that hasn't impressed me. Yeah. And I loved her girlfriend, who was... Did you ever, do you remember um, the hell, uh, Two and a Half Men? Yes. Your other mother. 
Yeah. That's her partner in real life, and I think she's absolutely, she cracks me up something rotten because oh, I, really? I know her more from comedy. I think she's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah, very, very cool. <laughs> very, very um, 2021. <laughs> I'm t- yes. I'm woke. I'm 20. I'm, I'm woke. I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we both just said woke at the same time as well yeah. then, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, I, yeah, I do. I like her. I like her as an actress. So yeah, it sounds good. Cool. I have to check that out. So yeah. obviously we've been recording for a while now. Um, plus the the nineteen Stop minutes at the start. beginning. <laughs> Again, the episode is called "Oh Dear" for a reason, but for multiple reasons. <laughs> Shall we move on to um, story of the week? Absolutely. Yeah. Did you want to go first, or shall I go first? I'll let you go first to make sure I'm not you know crossed wires. Okay. So you want a penis story to go first? Okay. Here we go. <laughs> I've definitely not picked that one so far away. <laughs> okay, so the headline reads, and this is from the Metro people. So, you know, here we go. <laughs> it's going to end abruptly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's called Cock Up as Three Giant Stone Penises Stolen from a Shop. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. A CCTV cock-up has left cops facing a hard job trying to find the culprit behind this crime. Three giant penis-shaped garden ornaments have been snatched from a shop which hit the headlines after the owner refused to remove one of the obscene statues from his window display. Okay. It's not obscene. Jason Hadlow, 58, owner of Simply Dutch in... Leeming Bar, North Yorkshire. Do you know what that is? Leeming Bar? Leeming Bar? Yeah, L-E-E-M-I-N-G-B-A-R. Lemming Bar? It could be Lemming Bar, yeah. I I don't know, I've not heard of it. Okay, well we need to Google, we need to Google this. Um, So we might have to pop you down to um, a place called Simply Dutch, okay? Okay. Because it can't be that far, North Yorkshire can't be that far, big. Uh, uh it's pretty big, but yeah. Okay. All right, but you got a car, you can drive that. You could be like our roaming reporter. Yeah. What's this place called? <laughs> um, Simply Dutch, which kind right. of sounds like it's potentially like a pawn shop, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'm just <laughs> guessing. Anyway, so he's oh, from North not. York. Right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, keep going, keep going. I'm going to mute and just research. Okay, cool. Um, so he's from North Yorkshire, as we've established, and was forced to look on as he, as his beloved four foot masonry manhood was seized in 2020, following complaints from the pub, uh, from the public. But the b- defiant businessman declined to pay the 80 pound fine to have the stone sculpture returned to him and instead ordered 150 more from Indonesia. The incident led to him launching the Free Willy Willy campaign. (laughs) If James wasn't muted right now, he would probably be giggling at that as well. Indeed. Indeed. (laughs) With pictures of concrete penises appearing online in various locations. North Yorkshire police eventually bowed to pressure and released the statue to the shop. 
But now, 11 years on, the final three ornaments were stolen around 10pm on Monday night. The thieves, the thieves, the thieves, that's really easy to say. The thieves also also took five cast iron stags and five concrete dogs, said Jason, who lives in the town of Yarm. You know Yarm? And... uh well, I've had a look. I mean, I do know these places because uh, looking into it, the, the actual places in North Allerton, which I, I know, but it's about an hour from me. The shop itself seems to basically just be selling sort of like it makes things out of wood and it sells stuff that you use like, you know, some name plates and things for your house and, uh, and, you know, to put in, say, your garden, things like that. So it's not anything particularly the 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 uh, the uh, the pornographic variety. It no. uh, just seems to be like an, uh, an outdoorsy sort of woody, you know, signposty sort of place. So uh, it looks kind of interesting. Yeah, well, maybe if you go for a visit there, okay, mm-hmm. let me know. <laughs> I will do. And you can like, I don't know. I, I, I'm <laughs> looking at a map. I'm looking at a map. So I do, yeah, because you're going to fountains out, you're past Fountains Abbey to get to it. So yeah, I've got a rough idea where this is, actually. Ah, Awesome. Awesome. Um, Okay, so the story continues. I can't believe anyone would want to steal some concrete willies. I love the use of willies. The shop owner said, Mm -hmm. it's the end of an era. They were sentimental to me. It's a big story at the time. Mm. Or it was a big story at the time. I'll probably not see anything like them again. I'm a bit sad, but ultimately we weren't selling them. I hope that they will get some use out of them. I can't imagine what. The statues often used as bollards, <laughs> not bollocks. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, is that a, 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 a slight, you know, slip euphemism. of the tongue? But go on, yeah, yeah. euphemism or slip of the tongue. <laughs> or water fountains. Uh, you don't want a penis-shaped water fountain. Where's it going to come from? So, some pervert somewhere, Will, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, Mum, you know how you like things for the garden? Merry Christmas. Mm. I'm just thinking. So it's, <laughs> Not that it's my mum's peni- a pervert, shall no, I say quickly. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, though. So penis-shaped stuff for, like, your garden's gone missing. Yeah. When did this happen? When was this? I don't know. They keep referring to 2020, so it might okay. not be... It. So, probably last year. Uh, uh, I'm just going to say, Joanne, where were you? Where were you at this time? <laughs> Friday the 12th of November. So yeah. where were you? We're fairly up to date. We're fairly up to date with it. Yeah. Where um, were you at that time? Were you on a biking holiday by any chance? Because <laughs> you did mention that Simon's like got his knack and knees or back carrying all your stuff all the time. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> uh, let's see if there's much more to this story. So, uh, it's the metro. It'll, it'll get to the most important thing and then, bump, closed <laughs> off. Okay. I had them in the window at the time. Somebody complained that it was offensive. This was back in 2020. Uh, t- sorry, uh, 2010. Oh, right. Okay. I think that was anyway, because I kind of skipped. Yes. Uh, yes, so 20 years. Where, where were you then in 2010, Head Scout? Where were you? <laughs> I mean, you know, you're kind of overlooking the fact that I would potentially get this as well and nick them. <laughs> okay, um, well, did you both join forces? We did. 
We did. Yeah. Shh, don't it all makes sense, yeah. <laughs> if anybody is offered a metre-high concrete penis or full-cast iron stag, I'd really appreciate it if people could contact the police or alternatively the shop in the strictest confidence. Jason said CCTV footage managed to capture the thieves, but they could not be identified due to poor lighting conditions. Okay, here we go. <laughs> we should have had night vision out there, but frankly, we cocked up. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, that that's kind of the end as the yeah. sense that I don't really want to read anymore. Yeah, so. I mean, we know it's a Metro article, so if yeah. the Metro had written about World War Two, they would have ended it with this, and Hitler was in the bunker. <laughs> and you'd be like, I just took a mouthful more? drink at yeah. the same time. Is there more? <laughs> what else happened? But that's it. The way the Metro ended, it'd just be, and Hitler and Eva Brown were in the bunker. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> you know it's true. They're writing. I it's do. just so bad. So abysmally bad. Yep. Exactly. I do know. I do know. Um, but then, yeah, I always pick the Metro because of that reason. <laughs> yep. And in, in honour of someone mentioned earlier, Begora. Um, yeah. My article, I think, would help you with a problem. Okay. Which is, you asked me a question uh, only yesterday. What do you do to keep a dog in? Or what's a dog want? Now, in the case of your dog, it's postal flesh. Um, but yes. <laughs> I have <laughs> I found I found this article that's interesting, which links in because the other thing I watched is The Simpsons, and they actually made light of this on The Simpsons. Now I know they always make the comment about Simpsons predicting the future, or could it be that The Simpsons just heard about this and mentioned it? I don't know. But mm -hmm. what would a dog want? Well, man's best friend no longer has to put up with joining humans on the sofa for soaps or the latest binge watch series. Soon, the nation's dogs will have a range of specialist pooch-friendly content to enjoy. So, I kid you not, Dog TV is <gasps> a new television network created specifically for our four-legged friends. It's Aww. launching the UK on Monday. Created after three years of research, the channel will air scientifically tested programming aiming to alleviate symptoms of conditions such as separation anxiety, loneliness and stress. Bosses say it will have shows to help owners better understand and look after their pets. And they've got a lovely picture of a black lab just staring at a I think to Alsatian on the TV. Um, oh. I mean, to be honest, for the um, from the side of things where you know sometimes you have to leave the dog unattended yeah. for like a couple of hours or whatever. Yeah, fair enough. But also, you should be able to just kind of get to know your own dog. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Well, what they've said with this is it's designed to the channel has been developed following, following studies to animal psychology and psychological needs. And its colours, audio frequencies and camera alignment have all been adapted to cater to dog senses. Could be interesting. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, definitely. It, it could be interesting. I remember uh, somebody I worked with was saying how, I think it was like a, a, a vehicle with sirens or something went past. And they, like, there was a dog outside and they looked a bit stunned. And my colleague was saying how... If we think it's loud, imagine what it must be like to a dog. Because yeah. they've got obviously more sensitive hearing. So yeah. I think that's pretty good if it'll work. This could be what the Simpsons thing was based on, where they all had dog-based TV. But if it's something you can get, you can show it to your doggy and see whether the uh, 
you like yeah. it or not. Well, I mean, how much is the subscription? That's the only thing. That's a good question. Dog TV, I'm lucky as we speak. <laughs> it doesn't tell me. Okay. Well, I would look into it. Dog TV, sort your southern Twitter page out. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm just gonna I'm gonna click save on the audio because I daren't uh, go off and do anything. Oh, you know what? I I have a phone right by me. I can just use my phone. Basically, I'm stuck watching lovely doggies on uh, little things on the dog TV on this morning, but yeah. I can't actually find anything that tells me particularly about how to get. Oh, it's okay. There's um there's a free there's a free trial. Yep. Uh, so you know, obviously, everybody loves a free trial, or it's six ninety nine a month, which is basically the same cost as Netflix. So, it's whether I want to give up Netflix <laughs> or uh, have the dog have uh, his own TV. So, I might do the free trial though and test it and see what give it's it like. Shot, That'd yeah. be quite fun. Be interested in scientific experiment. How well it works. Yeah. Yeah, especially with uh, my dog, because my dog's got no attention span whatsoever unless there's a green ball involved. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, let's play, let's play. Or the promise of posty flesh. Yeah, actually, he's been really good uh, today. Excellent. It's, it's only a certain postman that he doesn't like, but ah. it's not that he doesn't like him. He can smell his fear, if you know what I mean. Yep, yep. So, yeah, because the, the other postman is really, really fearful. So, yeah, we, we had quite a successful day today where uh, the doorbell rang and uh, he, he moved back to his spot where he was supposed to stop. And uh, after I told him, obviously, too, yeah, he yeah. laid down and stayed there until I opened the door and then stayed. So that was good. Nice one. Uh, what's the dog called? It's not Satan. What's your dog called? <laughs> He's not Satan. He's a soppy thing. He's lovely. What's he called? Yeah, Mr. Socks. Oh, Mr. Socks. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, so he is. He is a lovely, lovely dog. So, you know, I know we joke about him being like the devil dog and stuff, <laughs> but he is, an, he is a lovely dog, so. <laughs> it'd be cool. All I say is it'd be cool if you had the dog from Afterlife. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mary, that bit you. Oh, oh you know about it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We don't want that to happen. <laughs> well, James, I don't know about you, but I think it's time to wrap up this episode and put it to bed. What do you think? I would agree. I think we've been talking enough codswallop. Yeah, I do too. Um, just also a little bit of, um, you know, uh, well, <laughs> a little bit of audio there well we're gonna um take off well i think anyway the weekend of the well the sunday of the 26th of december because it's boxing day in this country mm-hmm. and uh boxing day is uh you know part of christmas when it comes to england and canada and potentially anywhere else in the world um so yeah we're gonna take a a day off if uh if that's all right with everybody have a week off <laughs> <laughs> if it's not all right with everybody, we're going to do it anyway. So, yeah. um, yes, yeah, so we may have, uh, it may be me and James next week. Mm-hmm. It may be James and Joanne next week. It may be no one next week. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> so, but for this week, I have been Gemma. I have ever been James. And we've been talking Godswallop. We certainly have. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>